The views expressed on the following program are designed to amplify those of the speaker and are not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors. Hello, everybody! What's coming up on today's experience? Devotional Diamonds of the Day, also known as DDDs, where my daily devotions become some of our spiritual reflections. Sound effects placed throughout the show which have nothing to do with life, but the Bible teaches there's a time to laugh. Why not now? The review of the Goofy News, which proves Jesus, is coming back sooner than you think. You cannot turn on any form of communication in this society and not think, uh-oh, it's getting worse. Life lessons for our faith we can actually use probably won't because we sit on our blessed assurance a lot too much. Wait, that's good English. A lot too much. Anyhow, we should be using some of these lessons and moving forward in the kingdom and not just standing around going, hmm. And then humor that will force you to think, why does this guy have a radio show? I just showed you why because I can go, Hmm, that's why. Also, Bible trivia for fake and yet somehow real cool prizes, your phone calls, and more. To the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. My name is David Spoon. I will be your host for the next 5,400 seconds. Get ready for one of the more bizarre experiences on live radio. Here is the key to the show, and this is a certainty. You can take this to the bank. This is like a layup shot. Open. Here we go. We don't know what we're doing. If you have not yet figured that out, you have just now started listening to the show. So we'll help you for the rest of the show. We just don't know what we're doing. We have no idea what's going to happen. We don't care. But for the next few minutes, I want to talk faith with you. So here we go. We're asking questions about living life as a Christian. I had somebody contact me and ask me if the Lord spoke to them about a certain subject, and they shared what that speaking was. And I said, well, do you believe that's the Lord? And the person responded, I don't know. I hope it's the Lord. I don't know. And my response is, well, ask him. How often do you have this experience where you're not sure if the Lord spoke to you or not, and then you just kind of leave it there and don't do much with it? I said, write it down and ask the Lord if that's from him. That's how we respond. Hey, if you have an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question— we don't want it to die of loneliness. That doesn't seem like fun. You can reach out to us with that question, with that thought, with that opinion, with that comment. As long as you understand it's not a kvetch fest, I appreciate that people do want to have those opportunities, and I respect that. It's just on this show, our goal is to really gear towards encouraging one another, strengthening one another, blessing one another, because there's a lots of yucky, yucky, yucky out there. And in the meantime, we want to do our best to Fill our little pockets with pennies of happiness. 
<laughs> well, not exactly, but that's what my granddaughter says. Here's the bottom line. The bottom line is you reach out to us. We'll do our best to be a blessing to you, to encourage you. Maybe you have something you want to bless the audience with. Maybe the Lord has done something marvelous in your life. Maybe you just had an answer to prayer in the last day. This will be an opportunity for you to share that. Maybe you've got something that's really pressing in on you and you need other people to join their faith with your faith. This is an opportunity to do that. All of those things are available. All you have to do is call us at 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. When you call 972-445-0770, you will end up talking to Captain Chris. And let me tell you what that's like. That's like eating French food at Jacques in the Box. Oh, it is French. Yes, and then you will be... Didn't see that one coming, did you? I did not. <laughs> French fruit like Jockey and Z-Bokes. Yes. Uh, also, you can text us uh, during the show. Uh, that's uh, 214-210-8483, if you dare. 214-210-8483. Don't call that number. We've got some people that keep calling that number. Don't do that. You can text 214-210-8483. You can also send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org. David. D-A-V-I-D. That's what they named me at birth. Well, they had other names for me, but we're not talking about that. David at hemustincrease.org. As well, we're going to send you to the website. A couple of things to tell you that are on the website that you should be aware of. Uh, The podcasts are all over the place, so if you miss a show, it's okie-dokie. You can get to it. Also, there's free books on the website. Okie-dokie. Also, there's links to other books on the website that aren't free. Okie-dokie. And that's also a great place to share your praise report or prayer request. And that is a great place to give. You will give. You will give. Okay, that's a great place to do it. If you don't uh, have a comfort level of giving through a website, even though ours is safe. I mean, everybody says it's safe. It's safe. But if you don't feel comfortable, you can always reach out to us directly by email or some other format, or you can send checks into the station. Whatever. Whatever works for you, do me a favor. Check out hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? Hemustincrease.org. Praise report? Hemustincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemustincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemustincrease.org. Hemustincrease.org. funniest thing ever (laughs) that is absolutely positively fantastic if you didn't hear that you're missing it that was unbelievable my hats off to i don't wear a hat but wait golf clap all for captain chris 
What a great job that was outstanding. Oh my goodness. I know we're going to have to go to teaching at some point, but come on. If you didn't like that, there's something wrong with you, okay? You think, oh, those silly noises. Laugh. There was a time to laugh. That was it right there. Excellent job, sir. Excellent. So close to being a commander now. Wow. Amazing. I nay a commander. Yeah. <laughs> nay. Nay now. <laughs> nay a commander. Oh, boy. <laughs> I can see where this show is going, and we haven't even gotten going yet. All right, let's uh, get into uh, – oh, we'll never get into the teaching at this point. Let's do this, okay? We're going to do some prayer for the audience. Uh, we're going to do that. We'll pray for Ukraine and U.S. in the following segments. I want to pray for the audience. Uh, specifically, I do want to give you an update. I did go to the doctor, and at the doctor, the doctor uh, examined the old knee Oruski. And uh, the doctor said, so long, Dave. You don't have to go to any more therapy. You don't have to do anything else. You are done. Uh, but be careful or you'll be back here. And I go, well, what's this big lump here? And uh, she was very kind to say, see this right here? This is called scar tissue. And normally people have, oh, an inch or so. But because you had two surgeries, there's three inches. So way to go, Dave. That's what I got. <laughs> she said, it'll go away in time. You got a massage it. Leave it alone. Great job. Looking great. So that's it. That's not really it. I mean, I can't really run yet. But I am able to do most things. The best news I've had and in ages, and what's really funny is that they made a mistake on the appointment, so I got there, and they, you know, they're like, oops, and so they got me in really fast. She goes, okay, you're all great. We, we talked for like two minutes. She goes, bye. I said, do I need to do anything else? She goes, nope. She goes, have a nice life. She goes, don't see me ever. <laughs> that's what she said. <laughs> I'm going to believe that's medical kindness and not just I really don't want to see you anymore. Okay, that's what I'm going to go with. All right, let's pray. Let's just do this in prayer. And then I promise you the next time we will be teaching. So relax. Don't just take it easy. But prayer is also a very important part as demonstrated by Jesus and as taught by Jesus. So let's pray for the audience. Especially I want to pray for my wife. She's going through the mill. So let's pray for her. Father, we come before you right now. We thank you. We praise you. We honor you. We glorify you. We believe in your goodness in our lives. We thank you for that goodness. We don't deserve it. We never will deserve it. You grant us grace and mercy way beyond our scope. And how much we thank you and praise you for the things that are going on. And we ask you for this audience. And Lord, they're a blessing for me. And I know they don't. it doesn't come off that way as, as well as it should at times. But I'm just asking you to bless them as much as you've blessed me through them. That you would, that portion that you've blessed me through them, that, that you would pour that back upon them, and that they would know that you have great abiding love for them, and your desire is to draw closer to them and to spend eternity with them. You only do that with people you like, Lord. You like your kids. You love your kids. And some of them have some health issues, and they really need some help. And some have financial issues. And again, they just, they just need the help of God. And some people have relationship issues and they're feeling really kind of just beat up and alone. Comfort them with the graciousness that comes from you. Put your arms around them. Let them know they are loved. Let them know you are with them no matter where they go or what they do. Bless these people and bless my wife. Give her strength. I would ask you to send angels. I'm just not sure if that's okay or not, but 
protect her from some of the goofiness that goes on at her job. She's my my human rock. Bless her and watch over her and keep her safe. I pray for all of this in the powerful and wonderful name of Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. Okay, we're going to take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Can't stand the skill, can't stand the shame. It may be false, but it feels the same. Who is David Spoon? I have no idea. People have asked me about the David Spoon experience. They wanted to know what I thought of him. Like any person searching for answers, I have wondered about him. He was born and raised Jewish and after intense drug use, became a Christian. He's married to his best friend, Noel, has three children, six grandchildren, plus two dogs named Levi and Bert. He has three separate ordinations from three different denominations and is a summa cum laude for his BA degree in ministry and leadership as well as a master's degree of theological studies and is involved in a Ph.D. program. He has a weird sense of humor and talks a lot. If people are seeking wisdom and insight from the great teachers around the world, would they go to David? No, I don't think so. And those big ears really don't help him. But would they enjoy his perspective on life, culture, politics, food, sports, local and national news? I don't know. I guess people will have to listen to find out. What is the David Spoon experience? Hey, David, this is Al. Hi, brother. I'm doing fantastic. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Okay. I'm going to a call, so I wanted to try to get this answer in. All right, that and that's a that's a good. I don't know if you had a chance to hear that with Matt or not, but boy, I like that guy. He's got a you know he's committed to the doctrine. I love people that are committed. Uh. I don't know. Will, will you put his website on Facebook or? On uh, I can put it. I'll put it on our website. Give them a link, and okay. uh, I'll make sure I got to get permission because I don't want to do anything where they're not. You know, I, I'm real. I try to be really careful, but but I don't think they'll have any sure. problem with that. So we, we won't take anything. It's just it's good for apologetics, and we're going to use some of it. All right, here you go. Here okay. you go. Here's your first one. Who had a late night visit from an angel who assured him that he would be safe aboard a storm tossed. Ship. I'm, I don't think this is right, but I'm going to go with Peter. So close. What's the other name that's really close to that? Paul? <laughs> yes, that's it. That's it. There he is. <laughs> All right. That's in Acts chapter 27, verse 23 and 24. Before they had the shipwreck at the end there at 28, he said, uh, relax, everybody's going to be fine. Nobody's going to die on the ship. You're all going to end up at this island, you know. And so he was telling everybody to calm down. That's the person who had the late night uh, visit. Now, Peter did have a visit from an angel in prison in Acts 12. So you could make an argument that that was part of the answer, too. But that's why we went to the safe aboard a storm tossed ship. That's, mm-hmm. that's where we get yeah. the definition. So. Good shot, though. Very good. Very good, my brother. You know how much I appreciate it. Good job. Yeah, and I'll never forget that answer. Always, <laughs> never, you will Paul never now. forget that. Paul. Here's Paul. Here's Paul. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Excellent job, my brother. I appreciate it. All right. All right. Y'all have a great day. All right. Thank you, brother. God bless you. Oh, whoa. 
Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Here's your first trivia question. Think carefully before you answer. It's a 50-50, true or false. It was the high priest who said to Peter, didn't I see you with him in the olive grove? True or false? It was the high priest who said to Peter, didn't I see you with him in the olive grove? If you think you know the answer, you can respond by calling in at 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. We will do our DNA right now because we need it on a regular daily basis. Uh, oh, I shouldn't have said the daily part, but, well, I think you guys get the idea. Here's the bottom line. D stands for draw closer to the Lord. Daily. Daily, which means every day. Why, you think you're not going to hear new news tomorrow? You think, well, I didn't expect that news to come about from the Supreme Court. Yep, and you know what you don't expect to happen next week? No, I don't know either. It doesn't matter. It's coming one way or another. So daily, on a daily basis, you spend time with the Lord because then no matter what kind of news you hear, you're steadfast. Now, in this case, it could be great news for people who understand that life begins at conception, period. But, and if you get me going down that road, it'll be a 12-hour show on how people who get abortions are the most selfish people in the world. And we'll just deal with that at another time, excluding the, 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 the less than 0.05% that have to do with rape or something else. That's got nothing to do with it. The point is people are just inconvenienced and they don't like it, and that's why they are terrible people. Anyhow, forgetting that issue, stay on DNA, D, draw closer to the Lord daily, and never— ever be ashamed of Jesus or his words, never, and A, always be ready to serve, To serve, which means that you are aware of others, okay? It doesn't mean you're mean to others, you're aware of others, and you want to be a vessel or a vehicle of God's blessing and favor to them, and that also requires us to be sensitive to the Lord as well. Very important stuff, right? Okay. Uh, like I said, we'll pray for the nation in uh, the next half hour of the last third of the last quarter of the first third of the show, but not in this segment. In the meantime, the trivia question is pretty straightforward, true or false. It was the high priest who said to Peter, didn't I see you with him in the olive grove? If you think you know the answer, you can reach out to us. The number is 972-445-0770. We have many people texting in. Do that if you want to as well. 214-210-8483. And then also you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. We need to do our read and ramble because it is that day for that little read and ramble. So let's hit up the read and ramble. Well, I'm ramming, 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 That's right. <laughs> That's the quality sound that we bring you on this show so that nothing can escape our sight or our ears or something along those lines. We are in 1 John chapter 2. We are at verse 15. 
And we're going to dive into the 15, the 16. Verse 16 is the key component. We already talked about 15 last week. Do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. That's verse 15. Verse 16 of 1 John says this. For all that is in the world, the desires of the flesh, the desires of the eyes, and the pride of life is not from the Father, but from the world. Now, before everybody goes up and down on this, I have three pages of some of the highest levels of commentary on this, and I'm not going to use them unless I feel it's necessary. I will tell you this. When it says the love of the world, the world is not, of course, referring to physical creation, but the sphere of evil that operates in our world that's under the domain of Satan. That's what it's talking about. It talks about the world. That's why God says don't be friends with the world. That's what it's talking about. So it's understood that there are three elements here, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. And some of the commentators feel like this is a direct connection to Eve's experience, and then they go on and explain that. And other commentators are like, no, it doesn't really have to do with Eve's experience because, you know, she saw the apple uh, and uh, the lust in the flesh and the lust in the eyes and the pride of life, and it's like, yeah, maybe. Yeah, that's cool. It's not a matter of fellowship or brilliance to say it's true or not true. That's not the point. The point is the desire of the flesh, the desire of the eyes, and the pride of life are three aspects from which the world draws its power and attention against people and lures them in. Imagine somebody taking a lasso. It's good because of Texas, right? They, 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 they put the rope around you and pull you in. The desires of the flesh. Jesus spoke about this when he spoke in the Sermon on the Mount that we're also going through when he talked about adultery does not begin with the act of adultery, but the desire for adultery. In other words, it starts on the inside. That's the desires of the flesh. When you look after somebody and you lust after them, then they're married and you're married and you're not together in that. You're in different marriages. And then you're lusting after them in your heart. You have functioned in the desires of the flesh. That's what it primarily has to do with. You can say it in a couple of different ways. You know, some people say, well, it has to do with the, the lower nature and this and so on. Sure, great. Here's the bottom line. If it starts inside your heart and it's a desire that is contrary to God's classifications, it's a desire of the flesh, period. If that's going on, there's a problem. And what John is trying to say is, look, don't love the world or don't love anything that's from the world because in the world they operate in the desires of the flesh. And you got to go like, yeah, no. And you think, whoa, but if it feels good, do it. Yeah, they say that right up until it has to do with a mass murderer. And then they go, well, if he goes, well, it felt good. So it's like, that doesn't work, does it? It's like stupid, right? The second thing is the desires of the eyes. So the desires of the flesh is how adultery, Jesus, and kind of, broke it down for us it begins inside with desire and a desire that's not checked okay it's a it's a loose desire it's a a, a, a live wire of desire live wire of desire ooh, ooh, pretty good. the desires of the eyes this has to do with what's pleasing to the eye and so the the commentary here or the understanding is not to be obsessed by what you see so it's not just what you feel in your heart but anything you see so for example if you 
see a beautiful house and you're like, I want that house. It's like, that's the kind of, it's like that kind of thing. It's like, uh, what's the, it's a great example. I, one of the better preachers did a good job. You see this really nice Lamborghini. The real problem isn't that you say, well, I like to drive a nice car. The problem is I want that Lamborghini because <laughs> that's somebody else's. That's the covetousness. In other words, it's not bad to have a desire to have certain things as long as they don't become a snare to you. And so you watch the desires of the flesh, which build up from the inside of you, and you watch the desires of the eyes, which build up from the outside of you. Okay. All right. You got it. Right? And then it says the pride of life. Now, the pride of life, and all of these can, by the way, be associated to Eve. I just don't think that's the most direct connection. But the pride of life is the inward attitude and the outward boasting because of the obsession of a person's status. In other words, the desires of the eyes has to do with the inward attitude. The pride of life is the outward of the person, right? Or the, I'm sorry, the, the desires of the flesh is the inside. The desires of the eyes is the outside. The pride of life is putting those together and going, yeah, the status that I have. So it's an inward attitude about an outward boasting because obsession. there's an obsession for being recognized, known, or understood. This is why books that talk about the, the search for significant significance are good if we could understand that the true significance is that God has given us our value by choosing us to be his children. If we could figure out the value that is in our lives because of God's selection of us, we wouldn't have a fleshly pride of life needing other people to affirm us because we would understand that God affirms us through his love and his kindness and his compassion and his commitment to us. And you didn't have to worry about what somebody else thinks. And this is a big problem that happens in all faiths and all not faiths. And that's people want other people to like and to love them. Well, that's super, but many people are lousy. And to want them to like you or love you is weird. And to want them to adore you is idolatry for them and giving you a Messiah complex. And it's like, stop doing that. You're not the Messiah. The best you can do in understanding your, your value in life is to understand that it costs the blood of Jesus Christ to purchase you. And there is no value, promotion, fame, power, or position that is greater than the blood of Jesus. That's your value. That's what you stand in. Okay? All right. Boy, back up. Dave's on a roll. Okay, here we go. <laughs> True or false? It was the high priest who said to Peter, didn't I see you with him in the olive grove? And the answer is false. It was the high priest's servant that said that, not the high priest. What would the high priest be doing in the olive grove? They won't even take out the trash, let alone open a door for somebody. So, yeah, that's not going to fly there. Get that? Okay. Let's use that for our launch pad as we get ready for our next segment. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. The David Spoon Experience. You don't know what's going to happen in one minute, let alone one hour from now. And God, who it's impossible for God to lie, has made this commitment, made this offer, made this opportunity to both you and me and all of us around. 
The simplicity is that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, and that the wages of that sin, the wages falling short, is death. But the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. And God, demonstrating his love for us, sent Jesus Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. And if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, you will be saved. God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. There is nothing more important than that principle right there, the hope that is offered to believers who acknowledge and surrender to the testimony of Jesus Christ. That's what's being offered. That's what gives you encouragement. That's what enables you to go on. You're going to have a lot of sorrow in this life. Job said it best, a man's days are few and full of trouble. But in the next, there is something so wonderful that even in man's mind, we cannot retain it. For eye has not seen, neither has ear heard, neither has, can the heart comprehend, can, can't even receive the great things which God has prepared for them that love him. There's such a great thing that's coming for us, such a great place, such a wondrous place. But you got to acknowledge the invitation. You got to say yes. Because if you don't say yes, you're not going to that wedding. The wedding of the Lamb. Don't be that person. Don't be that person that rejects it. Don't be that person that lives in sorrow and grief and in sadness. Don't be that person. Be the one that says yes so that you can be a part of the great wedding feast, that you can be a part of the great celebration. Life is much more than this 60, 70, 80, 90 years. It's eternity on the line. And if you've already said yes, rest in the comfort. Rest in that place. Rest in that goodness. That all is well. And even on this side, if it's hard, on the other side, it's glorious.